just hit the button and start recording because... And is that what you just did? Yes. Because you trying to trick me again? No, 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 no. I'm not trying to trick you. I just... Whenever you're like, okay, you're starting, then I'm like, oh, I better come up with something really professional sounding to be like opening this episode with a welcome. Right. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Seven Times a Charm. Well, and there's a reason you should do that because your voice is beautiful and mine is like a handful of gravel. But can you tell the di- you can tell the difference between my podcasting voice and like my regular I don't country know. girl voice. To me it sounds kind of the same. Hmm. Okay. So, welcome. Do you want to talk f- oh, wait, we just talked about what we're going to talk about in this episode and like how we should format things and what structure we should have. And now I'm like, that just went out the window. Yeah, we totally blew that out the water <laughs> immediately. As soon as we started, that was the first thing we did. So we're going to talk about how excited we are, how the first one went and how well it was received. Yeah. And how, ex- how excited we are is because people were okay with some of the things we talked about, like, like you said tonight when we went out, you said, I basically came out last week, which was kind of a big deal. It, yeah. Or it wasn't last week, it was two weeks ago, let me correct myself there. But the revelations that you made about yourself were huge, and it was just kind of that, okay, press send, and then wait and see what comes back, and... How do you feel about what came back? You know, what's interesting is that when we recorded that episode, I was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm totally fine with this. I'm totally fine with coming out. We weren't calling it that at that time, right? But um, that's the phrase that someone used when she was messaging me about listening to the episode. And I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And... We recorded it. I was like, let's get it published. We're just going to like put it out there right away. And then we did. And I posted on social media. I I don't remember how long it was before you posted. And then I was like, oh, my God. I really just said all of that you literally, for anyone in the whole entire world. You literally put your deepest, darkest secrets on the Internet for as many people to listen to as you wanted to. And you were... And the but that's the point here, isn't it? Is to just be as honest and straightforward as we can, and and that's how I think we're actually going to help people to know that, you know what? It's okay to just be you and do what you want to do, right? As long as you're being ethical, honest, transparent. Well, that's safe. That, yeah. yeah, isn't that the point of everything though that we're doing here? Is honesty, integrity. Well, I think sometimes people can abuse the notion that you you should get to do... Like, you do you. But they can use that mantra to be irresponsible and harmful to other people. Yeah, but we're not going to do that. So what's this episode going to be about? So now that we talked about what we did last time, what's this time going to be about? There's one more thing I want to say about the last episode. go for it. Two things, actually. I was completely surprised by the number of people that have listened to that episode already it's in the hundreds and after you know publishing over 300 podcast episodes before that one um it's been a long time since i've had that many people listen to one podcast episode and it was shocking to me when i saw that number 
the number of people that had listened to just the very first episode. And then we found out that there were international listeners. And I was like, oh, my God. Well, and we also figured out about halfway through all that time that we weren't actually on any podcast sites. (laughs) Right. Yeah, the podcast wasn't even actually findable, like, by accident. So that meant that really... Like, those 300-plus people were people that know us. Yeah. Yep. Now, I'm not... Okay, I will I will say one more thing, and then we got to move on. But I will say I did get a little bit of negative feedback. And it wasn't because of what we said. It was um, from somebody... Um, we'll just call him a big fan. And... Uh, quote unquote big fan okay and he um tried to uh justify his bad behavior by comparing it to what he considers us using bad behavior oh yeah i see i I was confused about who you were talking about at first but yeah i got you yeah so he basically said what we did is the same as what some other people did so it's just fine what they did even though everything that we did to get to where we are now has been above board and honest and it was the other way around with the other people. But that's really the only negative that I got out of this. And that wasn't even directed straight at me. It was directed at somebody that he knows that knows me. And that, you know, the word got back to me. But whatever. That It's such minor. And I care about his opinion so little. that <laughs> Like negative? Yeah. yeah it, it, it just doesn't matter at all. But that's really the only negativity that's come out of this. Yeah. And, and we're talking like our families listen to this stuff. Yeah. Like people that we know and see in real life on a weekly basis, at least. Yes. And yeah, and family members and who knows who else. And yeah, I was I was bracing myself for someone or multiple someones to reach out and be like, oh, my gosh, you're not who I thought you were. Or like, you're actually a horrible person. I'm leaving your community. And I'm just like. Mm, that that didn't actually happen. And the only, I mean, there might be people that listened and thought that, right? But the only people that have actually reached out to me directly mm-hmm. have had mostly positive things to say. Yeah. I mean, what you've showed me has been very positive and, and very encouraging. And I've, I'm actually excited to keep going down this road. Good. But now we have to go back down. Now we can stop talking about what we did and we're going to talk about what we're going to do. And you ready to just go ahead and tip, start tap dancing through a minefield? Oh, gosh. Why did we choose this topic for the second episode? Because <laughs> this is how we met. Okay. Yeah. So our, our general topic is politics. And can you have different political beliefs and be in a long-term relationship Yes. With another person. So politics and relationships, can it work if one is on one side of the fence and one is on the other? That's what we're going for here. Oh, boy. (laughs) I mean, this episode is over because I'm just like, no. Well, (laughs) it's it's just a no. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Okay. (laughs) I, I kind of sort of agree with you to a certain extent. But what if it's. You know, what if you agree on most things and what if you agree on 99% of things, but there's just like one thing that you just can't come together on? Mm -hmm. Well, some topics may be too important to overlook. Well, the topic of politics itself is 
challenging because everything now is political. Money is political. Mm. Life itself has become political. Like life, I mean, abortion is political. So healthcare is political. Education is political. Um, you know, financial management is political. Personal safety. Personal safety. Um, gender is political. Sexual orientation is political. What am I missing? Uh, well, Vaccinations are political. Circumcision well, is political. Well, I mean, it's just everything, isn't it? So I guess I, I put a lot of thought into this week, which I don't generally do. But Yeah, I, you thought about this a lot. I did. And, you know, I, I had my own... I used to be, I guess, what you would call politically agnostic. I just didn't care. It didn't affect my day-to-day life. It, it just kind of was a thing. And then I had kind of a, a thing happen in my life that we've talked about in the past that brought me around to maybe not changing my opinion. It changed how I felt about, I'm just going to say it, it, it was abortion. I was very much pro-choice and um, I became pro-life. But there's a reason that that happened and you, you know the reason. I want to add to that that you're a secular pro-life person. I'm not 100% sure what that means. Secular, oh God, now I'm like, wait, am I using the term correctly? Secular meaning like um, not religious. No, I'm not. Pro-life. Yeah, no, I'm not a religious person. However, and and I'm just going to say this ahead of time, that I got permission from both my ex-wife and my daughter to talk about this. And this is exactly why I changed is... I was married to my my second wife. Um, We were living in Vegas. We were living the life, double income, no kids, (laughs) big house, you know, partying and drinking and playing cards and, you know, all kinds of fun. And um, we took the appropriate countermeasures to not have a child. And um, she got sick, had to take some medication. It offset her birth control. Next thing you know, she was pregnant. Well, in our lives, we immediately said, well, we're just, we're going to get an abortion. And that's what we believed. But she was working in healthcare at the time. And one of her coworkers caught wind of, oh my God, you might be pregnant. And offered to do an ultrasound on her for us. And we didn't necessarily want one because we knew we were going to get a, uh, we knew, quote unquote, that we were going to get an abortion. And we just kind of played along with the ultrasound and... You mean like wanting to do it? Yeah, we were just like... The, the, the woman that offered it to us was just so excited to show us our new baby. And we were kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, let's do that. Mm-hmm. And we go into this with like this, okay, we're going to do this and then we're going to go do the thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And we go in and... I'm, I'm, I, we saw the ultrasound, and I know that what happened in my mind was I saw a baby. Mm. It was a very small, you know, the size of a, I don't know, a kidney bean or whatever. And and I saw arms, and I saw legs, and I said, well, that's a human in my mind, and I cannot do this anymore. And, mm. and um, I walked out of there, and I looked at my ex-wife, and she looked at me, and we both agreed that, yeah, we can't do this this is a baby and and you know there's going to be a lot of people out there that argue that but these are my beliefs that's not you don't have to believe the same thing as me 
But I'm going to say that that baby is now has turned 18 years old recently and is an absolutely amazing human being. And damn, I'm glad I made the decision I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we just jumped straight into the hardest topic, I think, for me in regard to politics. Like, I can argue just about any subject in politics and feel confident that I am, I'm right. <laughs> well, because you generally are. Uh, well, yeah, that's, that's, we used I think to wait really... around to hear from Danielle because we all knew something amazing was coming. Well, we'll have to tell them more about what you're talking about there. Cause they don't know what you're, what you mean when you say that, but, okay. um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like I can argue about, you know, the constitutionality of things and whatnot, but when it comes to abortion, I, I just always land in this place of like, I don't know. For me personally, I know that I've never been in a situation where I would have considered an abortion. In my first marriage, we had tried actively to get pregnant for two years and there were another like three years total, one before those two years and two after that, that we were not preventing a pregnancy. So really it was five years in my 20s of infertility. And like, I wanted <laughs> to have a baby, but couldn't. And then, you know, got divorced and started another relationship. And within about three or four months, I was pregnant. And I was shocked. I was like, that's not even supposed to be possible. Like it was supposed to be hard. What happened was I went off birth control thinking like maybe in a year or so we'll start trying. And I never had a period after that. I was pregnant. Yeah. Like immediately, almost two weeks later, I had conceived a baby and then went to my doctor to confirm it. And he, he did an ultrasound right away. And he was like, Oh look, your baby. And I was like, same kind of scenario like it was I mean I was probably six weeks pregnant yeah there were no like arm buds or leg buds yet but I was like wow that's a baby yeah it never occurred to me that like oh that's just a clump of cells so the question we're working on here right is what if in in the situation where I go in there with my ex-wife and I come out and I'm like, yep, we're still doing this. And she's like, no, we're not. Mm. Or you go in and you get your ultrasound and you tell your ex-husband, hey, uh, you know what? I just don't feel comfortable with this and I'm going to go ahead and, and terminate. And he's like, no, you're not. Mm-hmm. So that's the question is, can we continue a relationship <laughs> in that situation? Like, I mean, that's going to cause some major, major problems. Is that something that we need to talk about ahead of time? You know, not you and I, because we have, but in a normal relationship. And what we're talking about here is, you know, politics and relationships. Well, abortion has become a political hot button issue. Yeah. So what do you think? What do I think about which part specifically? Opposite views, like... He is pro-life and you're pro-choice and and it's set in stone. He he and, and you are both not willing to make a concession. Well, I think in that scenario, like if you're in agreement about what would happen 
or what your options would be if you were to create a pregnancy together, then so be it, right? Like you, you, I think two people can coexist in a relationship where one is pro-choice and one is pro-life. Sure, but you're going to need to, you're going to need to take appropriate action to maybe not get pregnant or whatever, but say the situation yeah. where you were in where you didn't necessarily think you could or were going to get pregnant, yeah. and then you walk out of there, and let's just say he's like, no, you're getting rid of it, and you're like, no, I'm not. So that kind of feels like a relationship ender to me. That's such a hard thing because as a woman, like if, if I were like, no, I'm not having an abortion, then I'd be able to turn around and hold him responsible for the child that I'm raising that he didn't want to raise. Wow, now you're, you're coming into a whole nother realm of you know the the parental rights and yeah and that is a a hot button issue in my history um not necessarily political but it's definitely you know it has caused me major problems in past relationships but here's where i really throw a wrench in things because if i, I for me if i were to conceive a pregnancy and the male didn't want no wanted to retain that pregnancy, have the child, and I said no, and I had an abortion, I feel like that would be my right to do. Like, I am the one who I has to carry the child. Right, but also it takes two to tango, right? So, But what recourse would a male have so, against a woman who has an abortion that he didn't want? There, uh, in, in today's society, I don't think that there is a recourse. So what what are we looking at here? The, where the where the I was going to say husband where the male has has to take responsibility no matter what the action of the female is. So the male if the if if the woman decides hey it's my right my choice I'm going to do this and gets rid of the baby the male has to deal with that right. Mm -hmm. But if the woman says I'm going to keep it and he's like no I don't want to then he still has to take responsibility for that. Yeah. So it kind of feels like the guy is on the hook for the woman's decision no matter what that is yeah. so that's why i think you know you you have to and how many fights and divorces and child you know child support court and you know all this stuff how much you know there's literally a cottage industry for um, making people pay child support because mm -hmm. of this subject right mm -hmm. there's lawyers making very good livings because of this subject so i mean is the uh, okay, we have to, we as in a society, have to make these decisions and have these conversations before there's another life involved, right? Well, I guess the ideal scenario is that we're talking to our children about being aware of the responsibility of their choices. And, and then also, you know, going slow in a relationship when you when you start a relationship, uh, unlike what I did, <laughs> well. you know, where I was like, I'd only been with someone for uh, what three, four months before I got pregnant, and and in my mind, like having a child together, like sealed us together for the rest of our lives, like we were Mormon or something. Oh wow! Um, which I mean, in a way, it has. Mm. Kind of, yeah. Because we have to co-parent for the rest well, of our lives. You do. And, and the thing is, how long... Okay, let's just open up a whole nother can of worms here. How long did you stay with him in an unhappy marriage because you had 
kids together. Mm-hmm. So that's a whole nother thing. You, you felt this like you, like you had to stay because of the kids. So now there's just another layer of responsibility there. So I guess... I don't know really understand I don't really know where I'm going with this but there's just so many things that happen and, and 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 the funny thing is you said at the beginning of a relationship you go slow well let's just be honest at the beginning of a relationship is the last time you're going to go slow right that's, that's when you're like all over each other that's right that's the hardest thing though right like our our hormones make us like yeah like we're super, you know, glued to each other. And yet there's, there are a lot of consequences, potential consequences Mm -hmm. to rushing into things with someone who you don't really know yet. Yeah. And you don't know like what, what might the long-term repercussions be of bonding to this person now. But I think that's a part of the reason why, I don't know. For me, our relationship is different. Yeah, it did feel like we were going fast in the beginning, even though we had, especially because we had just both left marriages, but we knew each other before we started a romantic relationship for a year, year and a half or so. Okay, so now's probably a good time to talk about um, how we used to wait for Danielle to say something super intelligent so we'd all know what direction we were going. When you say we, I think you mean you. Well, it was it was mainly me, but everybody in the room kind of, when you had something to say, stopped and listened because mm. we always valued your opinion. And, and, okay, I guess I need to say we were involved with political activism. Um, it wasn't our job. It was just something that we did because we cared about it. Yeah. And um, we ended up... Uh, being part of an organization called We the People, and it was uh, a grassroots local political organization trying to help people get, um, trying to help people get involved in local politics and, and things like that. And we ended up both being on kind of what we called a steering committee. Which how like, would you explain? It was that? like a board, an advisory board, kind yeah. of. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. And we put on events and, and things like that. Yeah. And we grew that shit like wildfire. Oh, yeah. We, we were making that our... <clears throat> we were doing a really good job. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of people listening can relate to the, to the weight of this, like the, the reality of what this means. But, you know, we started... Um, I think the first meeting, we had like 13 people attend. Yeah. And one of the last meetings before there was a very large falling out amongst the people in charge of this organization which was we us had yeah we had i think it was over 200 people in and, attendance and this was this was not like 200 people online this was 200 people yeah. in a room in person in yes. a small town yeah with um all the way up to people who were running for um uh Congress yeah. coming to show up to talk to these people. Yeah. And we had like all the way, we even had armed security because there were threats to us and things like that. And then once we got done with that, we moved on because that turned into kind of a mess. 
not because of you and I, but you and I kind of fell on the same side of the argument. Yes, we did. And we kind of went off to do our own thing and ended up helping somebody try to run for mayor of our local town. City council first. City. Well, you helped with city council. I didn't help with that one. But oh. then I helped with the mayor race. Oh, interesting. I don't remember that you didn't Yeah. participate with the city council race. No, I didn't do the city council race, but we lost both of we lost both of those, or you lost both of those. I lost one. Yeah. Um, no hard feelings. We learned a lot. Um, I still feel like the candidate we were supporting was would have been a good choice. But, um, you know, then we kind of just got a... We, I think after the mayoral thing, we were just exhausted. Yeah, I was really just feeling like it was a, a useless distraction. Like, it, it all seemed... Um, very important honestly at the time that i started volunteering it was july of 2020 um and you know there were a lot of things happening locally that um brought a lot of people like to the surface and and, like paying attention to local politics and what did that mask mandates mask mandates absolutely and we we were deeply involved in that mess. Yeah, I strongly opposed mask mandates. Yes. I think I was um, one of the most hated people on the planet by the city council and the county <laughs> commission because every time that they saw me, they were like, oh, no, here she comes. And I would make such a fuss, which is such like such a different side of me. I want to say it's out of character, but it's really not because it's it's a part of me that just comes out sometimes. But mm-hmm. it like when I'm really provoked i will go to this place of like i can be i don't want to say mean and nasty but like not the usual oh she's like love and light and everything is like positive (laughs) what generally happened is we would have these meetings and i'm kind of a firebrand and then we had some more people like that where we'd all be running off at the mouth and you would be sitting there just kind of taking it all in Mm -hmm. just watching you all argue right and then by the end of it or, you know, as we got got through it, you would, you know, like the clouds would part and you would say something and everybody would just kind of shut up and yeah. listen to you. Because by the time you had something to say, it wasn't mean, it wasn't vindictive, it wasn't anything. It was just incredibly intelligent usually. And, oh, crap, that's what we should be doing. Because mm. what I would do is I would just sit back, let everyone argue, and I would listen and observe and and take it in and essentially just kind of act internally as a judge right not that i was judging the people per se but like just really observing listening to all the sides all the perspectives and then also bringing in my my coaching skills and hearing where someone is just arguing because they want to feel right or they want their ego to feel validated or whatever it is right and then i could just say a few words and so let me say zone that, in on it. So let me go back to what we were. You know, let me take this and move it back towards what we were talking about. Yeah. And I crossed my fingers because I, I thought of it while you were talking. <laughs> I I was thinking, you know, that was a room full of people that supposedly agreed with each other, mm-hmm. and we would fight like cats and dogs, mm-hmm. like to the point where people were yelling at each other and throwing things. Yep. Now let's turn that back into a relationship. That was a room full of people that cared about each other, that liked each other, that agreed about things. And 
when politics got injected into it, it was a mess. Mm-hmm. So now what's I think I'm with you. I don't think that, you know, opposite sides of the political spectrum can make a relationship. And people are going to come out and say, oh, my this and my, you know, husband, wife, other and I are, you know, we're left and right as can be. And we're just fine. Okay, great. But I would say overarchingly. No, you know what that just brought up for me is this question and I'm just going to raise the question. Are you in that scenario where like you're on very different ends of the spectrum, politically speaking, and you're like, oh, no, everything is fine. We're doing great. We get along wonderful. Like, are you? actually getting along well or are you just avoiding the difficult conversations or like the things that you don't like about each other which is which is a a a big thing that i think a lot of people do is they just and that's not just in this conversation but it's in you know it could come up in you know uh many different topics where you just ignore the problem until it goes away and that is completely unhealthy yeah it doesn't go away it doesn't, no, and it doesn't fix anything. And, you know, where, where do you go from there? Do you, just, do you just hide your feelings your whole life and then die unhappy? Or do you say what you want to say and, and get it off your chest? And maybe, you know what, you can come to an agreement and great. I hope that happens for everybody. But I'm also a realist and I understand that doesn't generally happen. So... Where were you at on the spectrum of political beliefs with each of your E-dubs, as you call them, your ex-wives? Mm. I don't uh, know that it, that it counts really with the first two because they're British. Well, well, okay. That is, that's interesting because I lived in England for six years. Two of my ex-wives are British. So they grew up in a whole different system than what we have. So they see... Um, what a lot of people don't know is is England is highly socialist. Yeah. And um, they don't understand how, like, downtrodden their society is. But they, I mean, you literally, ha- you can go and walk around the public and see physical representation about how things have been, you know, imp- how they've been impacted by government through their lives. Like, you'll see... Uh, a window that's been bricked over because at one point during English history they had a window tax. <laughs> um, they have uh, they take their garden hose and they run it to their kitchen sink because there's a tax for a tap on the outside of their house. Um, there are no doorknobs in England. A lot of people don't know there are no doorknobs in England because there was a doorknob tax. How are there no doorknobs? They literally just use a lock. They they have to keep. Every time they go in and out, there's no... So I guess, yeah, with those two... But here's the thing. I was, I was again, I noticed these things, but I didn't really understand what I was looking at at the yeah. time because I was so politically agnostic and because, you know what, I was just living my life. Yeah. And and But then with my, my most recent ex-wife, uh, she pretty well agreed with me on, on things. Um, oh, man. Oh. 
Oh, I have questions. Oh, um, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's well, just did she really agree with you or did she pretend to agree with you? Well, yeah, and that's just it. She's a social chameleon in the worst sense of the term, mm-hmm. um, where she will believe what the people around her believe. Um, so I don't know that she any, has any actual beliefs of her own. But, yeah. um, and I also think that she was using my political activism as a reason to let me leave the house so she could do whatever she wanted. Mm-hmm. So there was also that. Yeah, because, I mean, we were we were in very long meetings Yeah. every week. It was um, Friday night was our meeting night for a long time. And we met every Friday. Uh, sometimes I was there from 5 o'clock to 10 o'clock, you know, even with my kids sometimes, yeah. like running around. And, um, and we were there so long because there was so much, there was so much arguing and discourse, but you were always the first one to leave the meetings Yeah, and you would, you'd get up, you know, we'd have been there for only like an hour and a half or two hours. You're like, okay, well, it's time for me to go home and have some family time. I'm like... Yeah, he must have been cheating on his wife. Oh, my God. I remember when you told me that. Because I acted like I was guilty all the time. But the thing is, I genuinely just wanted to spend time with my family. And it, and isn't that interesting that because a guy wants to spend time with his family, the, the insinuation was that I had done something wrong. Yeah, I thought that you had a leash, like a short lease and a, and a, and a curfew. No, really. but the thing is, I didn't. And... and uh, looking back, she probably would have been happy if I'd have stayed out longer. But, <laughs> but uh, no, um, it, that's an interesting observation, though, isn't it? Okay, where were we going with talking about the the meetings? Oh, well, there your, was your just, ex-wives, hmm. ex-wife number three. Okay, did you finish up your thought about that? I think so. So now I know I know for a fact that you and your most most recent ex. You agreed pretty heavily. Um, oh well, let me back up to my first. Okay, start. What do we call the I let you tell ex-husbands? The, the E H's. That doesn't sound as cool as E W. You could call them eh, one. Eh, one. <laughs> <laughs> That's. <laughs> oh, is it wrong for me to say that? That feels very fitting. Eh, one. Yeah. See. <laughs> and even more. Eh, two. <laughs> Or I, for two, can I go? Eh. Um, okay, let's let's not be disrespectful. That was one of our intentions, right? To not to not be disrespectful, kind of. How about not to talk trash, but maybe just a little. Maybe bit just of, a little. Yeah, yeah. Because it's a little fun. Maybe we can talk like um, not trash, but like compost. You know what? It's not trash talking if you're telling the truth. Or if it's something you'd say to their face. Which I absolutely would. Yeah. Right. Okay, so, so eh, number one <laughs> <laughs> was he and I were both, you know, like left-leaning. Um, we were very, um, what are the words I'm looking for here? Like, we were very in favor of um, equal rights for marriage equality what, what am I trying to say like, like you support- equal rights for people who were gay lesbian etc in regard to marriage that was something that we both felt really strongly about I don't know where he stands on any of this now but well, you guys were I mean I, I have absolutely no issue with 
I, I'm pretty right leaning and and I don't have any issue with that. So what makes that left? I think because at the time, at least, I thought that the right was all against equal yeah. rights for gays and lesbians. That's the myth, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Right? Yeah. But that's kind of how it was positioned for people of my age at that time. And, um, you know, like, Republicans were just conservative Christians who were... Bible beaters who wanted to convert everybody and wore long skirts and had long hair. That was what I thought the right was. Mm. <laughs> so and you it, basically thought we were all like Mormon? Uh, no, not necessarily Mormon. Like but wearing a prairie dress with an updo and yeah, have, Pente- as many Pentecostal. Ba- have as many babies as possible. Yeah. 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 No. yeah. I'm not yeah. that. Uh, well, I'm not that either, clearly. (laughs) (laughs) But I also think a lot of the people who were, who thought of themselves as a little left-leaning or like left of center have gone, I don't know that we've even done this ourselves. Like we're now labeled as far right. Yeah, yeah. No, if you're not left of Lenin anymore, you're far right. Um, So. What else? eh, Number two. Well, let's let's finish with a, eh, number one, uh, gun rights. What about that? Not even a thing we ever talked about. I mean, I don't know where he stood on that. Honestly, I don't. I I so was. You were married to somebody. You didn't even know whether or not he liked guns. No clue. Wow, that's interesting to me. Yeah, but I didn't. That wasn't something I wanted to have mm. at that time. Yeah, you know, and you know that. Like I was. <sighs> But that didn't mean he didn't want that. That's what that was my question. I don't know that we ever talked about it. Interesting. Yeah, he didn't hunt or anything like that that I remember. How so was he going to protect his family if he had one? He wouldn't have. Oh. He was six foot eight. Uh huh. Um. And you would think like a man who was six foot eight, who weighed probably three fifty, would have been like a physical threat mm-hmm. but he was quite soft like a giant teddy bear yeah yeah but you're a giant teddy bear but you're still very protective mm. and intimidating <laughs> no yes so okay what else um hmm guns and well, obviously, you guys wanted kids, so you you were pro, you know, probably, I would assume that you were probably pro-choice, but you wanted kids of your own. Yeah. So that would make you pro-life in your own life, but pro-choice overall. Probably. Yeah. That's probably fair to say, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess, uh, what, what you know, so you can probably do eh, number two now. Eh, number two. And I and knew I, him. I knew him. Yeah. Pretty well. Yes. We started off on very different ends of the spectrum. Um, so he was more right and you were left. Republican, for sure. So you I always voted out Democrat. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I voted Democrat. He voted Republican, like straight down the ticket. You know, um, he, um, I don't know, really, like at in the beginning of our relationship, he wasn't anti gun, but he didn't have any guns. And he probably had, like, gone hunting, but. That was maybe the extent of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he 
he well he and I grew up in the same small town but like my family transplanted there so we were different we were not like the rest of the people that lived in the country you're you're not quite as redneck as the people that are from there right yeah no the redneck had to kind of like grow into me whereas everyone else like it was innate to them yeah um so I mean that was a part of it too and honestly after Trump was elected the first time I I thought that we were going to have to get divorced. Just, like, there were many things that were already issues, but his incessant support of Donald Trump and his T-shirts with, like, Donald Trump faces and his MAGA hat and, like, all of the... I was like, I cannot believe I am married to this man, this boy, really, who supports this racist... um, misogynistic asshole yeah (laughs) and but then i started like researching some things i had some friends that were like way down rabbit holes and who were like slowly dripping information to the rest of us who were just starting to open our eyes to different perspectives in 2018 19 and by the time 2020 came i was like oh i think they were right (laughs) So what was the thing that pushed you over the edge that brought you to the, let's say, brought pushed you to the right? Was there one thing or was it just a, a bunch of things? I know how you felt about Hillary. Yeah. And that was a kind of a nudge in the, call it the right direction. Um, eh, ish. I mean, yes and no. Because, yeah, I didn't, I didn't want Hillary Clinton to win the presidential election in 2016 at all because of what I assumed I knew about her and her connections to the pharmaceutical industry. And that alone was enough for me. Well, plus, you know, there's a whole series of dreams, so I don't really want to get into that right now. that's not important. Um, (laughs) Because it's kind of a long story, too. But, um, I mean, I didn't want to see Hillary win, but I was like, if Donald Trump wins, like, what's going to actually happen? Well, because you had that whole... um oh my God, it's going to be the end of the world thing happening. I thought it was going to be the end of the world for sure if Hillary won. So it was was going to be less the end of the world if Trump won. Less the end of the world if Trump won. Yeah, Yeah, but I still didn't like him. Right. I actually probably hated him for the first few years. Um, I mean, I don't know that I can say I like him now either. So for me, it's performance over personality, really. I don't have to like the guy I have to like his performance. And, you know, you could you could like Biden, but his performance is terrible. Yeah, I don't know how much worse it could get. Really. I don't know how anyone could like Biden now. No, I mean, if you actually look at his history, like you, you, you can't you can't honestly look at his 50 years in government and be like, yeah, totally good dude. He's done a great job. Yeah, what are you talking about? That dude couldn't get out of his own way. And even... Even Obama didn't like him. and I, Okay, I voted for Obama the first time. Even Obama did not like Biden. He used Biden to help him get into office to get that, you know, like the military-industrial complex vote. Mm. And anyway, oh boy, I could go down that, that rabbit hole for hours. But I voted for, for Obama twice I only and did Trump once. twice. I did Obama once and then... Trump twice, and I will definitely be voting for him a third time. Um, but the, the what we're talking about here, and, and again, you know, I don't, 
I think, I, I guess... Hold on, where we were going, though, eh, number two. Oh, yeah. Eh, I didn't really wrap it up, okay. because all the things that happened during the pandemic that, that um, had me become labeled far-right actually kept me in that marriage longer, because we then were more on the same page about politics than we had ever been before. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, this is less terrible now. Yeah. That's interesting. So as you came together, so that kind of that kind of counters your original thought of can different political ideologies be together because you started out as opposite and were together and then when you came together politically, you split. But it wasn't, but it wasn't because of the, the politics right, yeah. at all. Yeah, I get that. But it's interesting that that's how that happened if you really think about it. Yeah, I mean, I see your point, but again, it wasn't it wasn't regarding we didn't split up because we suddenly agreed upon politics. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> it's, just, it's just an interesting caveat to the whole thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's weird because I, I really wish that I could say more about why I ended my second marriage. But I, I haven't found a way to be able to share that without it just being a smear campaign. Well, but like we talked about before, is it a smear campaign if it's just the truth? Yeah, but who gets to decide what the truth is? Well, I would say that you do because you lived it. I, it's not like I could say what you lived through, but you can. Yeah. Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, I, I, you kind of alluded to some of the reasons why your divorce had to happen, but... Well, there's a lot more. Right. Yeah. I, I know there's a I I mean, obviously, you, yes, I you know. know that. Yeah. Um, so, we had an idea that we're going to tell you all about at the end. And um, we, had, we had two new ideas. One was to talk about what we're learning today. Mm-hmm. And one was uh, my kind of over-the-top idea that could end up causing fights. So where um, what if we could get our exes to come in and tell their side of the story? Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I are, so I had this idea and because I have a relationship with Edub too, I actually asked her and she's willing to come in and talk to us at the same time and we're going to have some candid conversation on one of our future um, podcasts about what happened between her and I. And uh, I'm thinking that's going to be, a, you know, gloves off with Danielle um, refing the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, kind of like you used to in the We the People meetings. Yeah. And uh, but she's uh, she listened to our first podcast and she was, you know, totally fine with uh, what I had to say and gave me permission to share some pretty personal things about her and myself from back then. And um, she's willing to come in and do it. Uh E-dub one is out of the pocket. She lives in England still. I don't know about your exes. I mean, I suppose we could track the first one down. Eh. Eh, number one, may not be super excited about being referred to as eh, number one. And eh, number two would be even less excited about being referred to as eh, number two. Yeah, but we don't have to tell them that's what we're calling it. If I were going to be invited on a podcast, I'd at least listen to one or two of the episodes, and so far there are only two. But they can come in and defend themselves, too. Sure. Right. And I I fully believe that 
<laughs> number two would love to tell his side. I I think you're wrong. So we might have to make the invitation to find out what happens. Oh, because God, that feels gross. You think he would do it. I don't think he would do it. Yeah. Well, yeah. that'd be an interesting... That would, uh, you know, you would probably have to use someone else to referee that because yeah, you'd be too emotional. I'm too involved, and I'd probably take your side, and and that wouldn't go well. But um, yeah, I I don't know. I I think that could definitely make for some interesting conversation, though. Well, it would be good for downloads. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Maybe we'd go viral off of a good fight. Oh, man. Uh, and then what else did we talk about? Talking about what we learned today. And, you know, we could have talked about a lot more subject. We could have talked about guns. We could have talked about, you know, we, we definitely treaded into probably what is the major hot button issue in America right now. What? Abortion. Oh. We talked. It is? Oh, God. Yeah, that's a big right now? tipping point in the United States. Yeah, for sure. And uh, let's see. What else is, is, you know, could we have talked about? Oh, education, vaccines, right, circumcision, yeah. home births. Um, what so, am I forgetting? Uh, taxes. So, taxes, yeah. Yeah, because social programs, right, welfare, right, Medicare, talking to some friends of ours, they're all about, yeah, tax me, daddy, tax me harder, daddy, so I can support the homeless people better. You know, like, you remember that conversation we had with our people friend? experiencing homelessness. Oh, oh. I, no, wait, we did say in the first episode, we're not going to speak woke language. Yeah, so. we're not doing that crap. Um, no, they are homeless people. And. You know, and in, in, you know as well as I do in my former life, I used to deal with a lot of homeless people, and honestly, a, a very high percentage of them choose to be homeless. Mm-hmm. Even you know, we would try to help them every chance we got, and it generally didn't work because they didn't want the help. They enjoyed being where they were mm-hmm. because they had no responsibility, and they literally, in my, and <clears throat> I have to caveat this with saying, in my experience. They would get incredibly high in the morning and then ride it out for the rest of the day and then start over the next day. And they enjoyed doing that with their lives. And you know what? Who am I to tell them they can't do it, right? Yeah. So um, there's those, those things that we could have talked about more. But, you know, I think what I'm learning, you know, this is the what you learn part, right? What did you learn? What uh, did I learn? I learned that it's that um, you... You're giving a lot of time and thought to preparing for this episode, oh. or you were, which I wasn't sure why exactly, unless it was the abortion topic. It really was in my personal experience with that in my history, and I really feel like I'm locked in to my opinion on this, and I want to defend it to a certain point. Yeah, but because, that's not what we're here for. But could you imagine life without my eldest daughter? She's awesome. No, but there are different circumstances. You know, you both had good jobs. You were, um, you know, stable people, at least relatively stable people. <laughs> don't ever, and nobody's ever And have been able to provide her with a good life. Not everyone is in that situation. There are, you know, we've talked about the... The extreme, I don't know that that's the correct word, the circumstances in which pregnancies are conceived where they weren't, they were not only not planned, but they were 
they happen through trauma, for example. I'm kind of keeping it... Keeping it PG, yeah. yeah. No, and, and the, here's the thing. I agree with certain things like, about that, but... I don't know. I gave this a lot of thought, but I told you this was going to happen if you gave me the topic too far ahead of time, that I was going to overthink it. Mm. I warned you. So we have episode topics planned out, like around roughly eight or so, eight or so episodes planned out. The dog is making a lot of noise right yeah, she's now. she's being ridiculous. <laughs> so are you going to think for eight weeks about the, you know, the, the eighth episode? No, I'm going to think about the next one. Okay. Yeah. All right. So at least I know you're only going one at a time. Yeah. It's just what do I have to do next? Because I can't, I hyper focus on my next thing. Okay. Because I want to be as prepared as possible. But the thing is, I generally perform better if I don't over prepare because then I just think off the cuff. So, yeah. So you learned that I overthought this. Yes. Yes. Okay. And what do you, how do you feel from the beginning to now about can somebody have. Uh, the only revelatory moment for me was when you were like, oh, interesting. You started your second marriage on opposite um, political sides and then came to a much more cohesive perspective and belief politically, but then got divorced. And I was like, oh, that's kind of ironic. Yeah. Because I, I generally feel, well, especially because like I'm much more solid in my political beliefs now than when I thought I was a liberal mm. I, I I feel much more how can so I you say you felt like you came home yeah so I, so I don't like if if I wanted to live in um, you know a brick brick house and someone else wants to live in a mobile home like <laughs> how do you meet in the middle of that like you build yeah. a mobile home out of bricks and that's just, I don't know. But, but at the same time, you said at the very beginning, and I'm going to play devil's advocate here for a minute. You said at the beginning, this episode's over. Absolutely not. You cannot be in a relationship on opposite sides of the political spectrum. So are you asking me if I changed my mind about that? And now at the end, you say, well, I actually did live in a relationship on opposite sides of the political spectrum and came together. Why? Because you were willing to listen because you were willing to learn because you were willing to you know be open-minded so i guess the answer really is maybe a little different than we thought it was when we started i'm feeling a lot of resistance to saying yes to that but but the pandemic was such a huge part of that i don't know that it was it was a huge part of waking people up it was really getting people to pay attention yeah but you know, isn't it just like anything else, though, where if you're willing to work at it, maybe you can get there? Maybe. Okay, so I got a maybe. Maybe. I consider that a win because it's hard for me to, to get you off a position ever. Yeah. Well, okay, I don't know if I knew where you were at on the on the topic or the question, I guess, really, mm. of like, can you be... I agreed with you from the start. So it's a no for you. No, it was until we talked. And now I kind of feel like you do now. I think I, I think we both kind of came to a conclusion that it's possible, but that's going to take a lot of maturity. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a lot of honesty mm-hmm. and self-inflection. And you have to be willing yeah. to do it. That's exactly the word I was thinking, like willingness to be able to say, you know what, maybe I was wrong. 
Well, you don't even have to say I was wrong. You know, maybe, maybe this, you know, back when you thought that, you know, when you thought you were a, a liberal or whatever, you thought all the right wing people were, you know, inbred, you know, honkies <laughs> from the middle, of, you know, whatever. And they, they all slept with their sisters and stuff like that. Oh, but God. you know what I mean? But the thing is, like, you were wrong about that. But it wasn't because you were a bad person. It wasn't because you, you know, you just, you just bought into the narrative I really. bought into the narrative exactly and I spent 10 years in college earning four different degrees and then I taught in higher education mm. and that's where a lot of this comes from you know it's like a trickle down yeah um, we're indoctrinated through school into beliefs that are not actually I want to say that they're not correct but I don't get to decide if someone's beliefs are correct it's more so like we're misguided about their original intention mm. and the founding of our country Ooh. and like the founding documents and the importance of a constitutional republic versus a democracy and I can go on and on. Oh yeah, and if if you don't know the difference between a constitutional republic and a democracy, um, I highly suggest that's something you research. Well, democracy sounds so kind and it loving does, because it's like it? me and my three children, we're going to all vote on whether or not we pay rent this month. Yeah. And the kids are like, no, we don't want to pay rent because that sounds boring. And we want candy. We'd rather buy candy and get boba tea and also buy lots of skincare products that we don't really need because we're not even teenagers yet. Right. Like... And then I'm like, but I think we should pay rent. That sounds like the responsible thing to do. And they're like, nah. Right. That's the democracy. The constitutional republic is I have an agreement signed with my landlord that states I will pay this amount on the first right. of every month. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if we vote against it. Well, and, and also in a, in a democracy, 51 people can vote to take 49 bikes away from the other people. In a <laughs> constitutional republic, those people are represented by other people that are going to help them keep their bikes. And the 51 don't get to take them away anymore because they said they did. Yeah. So, okay. I, I'm i going to say at the end of all this, I was initially, just like you, I was like, absolutely not. I could not ever be in a relationship with somebody on the opposite side of the political spectrum which I still technically kind of sort of believe but that person would have to be incredibly willing to um, uh, you know work with me and maybe I would work a little bit towards them they could work towards me but that's that's the whole thing in a relationship though isn't it is the, the compromise so given enough compromise I think it could work is it likely I think no yeah and I, I just don't even want to do that I don't know. I absolutely do not want I, to do yeah, that. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't want to be with a man who didn't know uh, how to protect our home, for example. Mm. Right? Or, like, um, who thought that... I'm trying to think of another example. Uh, I don't know. It's just... It's like... It's become, yes, like, a cultural thing for me, in a sense. Well, I wouldn't want to be with somebody that didn't appreciate the things I do as a man. Open the car door for you, fix things around the house. You know, if you were just like, no, I can do it by myself and leave me alone. Don't open the door for me. I, that would, I don't know. I wouldn't like that. That wouldn't feel good to me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's, that's the kind of life I, like you said, I don't want to do that. Um, 
if you were still over there on that side of the spectrum, I don't know that we would be here right now. No, we wouldn't be. Yeah. No. Okay. That was a... This whole thing here tonight was completely different than I thought it was going to go. Really? And I think it was great. Well, okay, good. What do you think? I trust that however it comes out is exactly what is meant to be. Yeah. And that's been my mantra since 2015 with this. Like, however it comes out, that's what was, that's what someone needs to hear. All right. I'm good with that. So what's our next episode going to be about? Oh, I think the next one, we are going to interview our friend. Yep. Who has just finished her divorce as of three days ago. Three days. So she's going to be about two weeks divorced when we talk. And Mm -hmm. she has a lot of fire and brimstone. So that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Can we just preface it with saying it was not a divorce that she initiated or ever wanted? No. And there's going to... And I'm just going to say this right now that... Our rule, as far as not talking trash and not being mean, it may not apply to her. <laughs> Probably not, but that's going to be the f- fun part. <laughs> oh, I can, I'm actually really looking forward, and she's already agreed to do it, and I cannot wait because she is uh, eloquent and angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's an attorney, so she's going to be able to speak um, and have a lot to say. Yes. And she will also be very firm in her position. Yes, there is no, there is no changing her mind about a lot. And we're going to find out more about me in the next episode, too, I think. And I'll also add to this, though, that when I met her, you know, a few months ago, compared to when I saw her just four days ago, I was actually... I was like, wow, she, she's grown a lot in that time. Yeah. I can yeah. really tell that she's been doing... A lot of work herself to grow and to heal from this experience. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think everybody involved in that situation has had to do that. But um, that's going to be an interesting one. That's going to be a lot more fiery, I think, than our the first two. Okay. All right. So in the meantime, subscribe to our podcast on what? Apple Podcasts? Oh, I don't know if it's on Apple yet, but I know oh. it's on Spotify. Spotify. Yep. Yes. And, um, all the other little off-brand ones. And I put it on the Apple one. I don't know. We've if submitted for approval to Apple, so yes. we're just waiting to hear back. But you know what? It'd be great if you followed us on Instagram so we can keep track and we put updates on there too. So Yes, and, and goofy memes. So you Yeah, can, well, she gave me access to it. So. You can find us at not underscore relationship underscore experts <laughs> on Instagram. Yeah, and that's a good page. Because <laughs> I have control. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, time to stop now. Okay. <laughs>